Shimaleski and Corey Sabretz are the referees. It'll be Caleb Apperson and Steve Martin on the lines. Third and final meeting between these two. They met Thanksgiving Eve in D.C. Washington was a 6-3 winner. Along with Axel Janssen, Fialbi, and Connor McMichael. Pedaling in, this is Mantha. Montreal's back to five on five. Long range, deflection, score! Definitely deflected right at the post. It looked like it ricocheted off Nick Dowd, who could have his 10th goal of the season and his 100 point of his career. Hands by Nick. What a deflection on an excellent Orlov. Dimitri Orlov outlasting the forecheck of Evans. And the four-on-four unfolds. Orlov with a long skip, bumped out wide. Heller to Mantha. Mantha fires! Multipo! Didn't get it! It's tucked in! Anthony Mantha! I got a break here. I'm going to cover it up with my catching glove. Here it is coming into the room, and there it is. What a poke and play. Looking to Romanov as the Canadians regroup center. Dmitry Orlov in his return to the lineup has a pair of assists. Washington lead. Look out again. It's Mantha in solo. Fire. He scores! Mantha back to back. Wow. Five on five play here as Kuznetsov stretches his leg. Evgeny Kuznetsov to the outside. Goes to the glide. Great pass. Goal! Ryan against the Montreal Canadiens. That's goal number 47 for the grade eight. Here he is getting that puck. Lost to Ilya Sorokin and the Islanders. Larson opens it up down the wing, hits the trailer, closing, step shut down, block, follow-up, score! And the fourth line simply goes to work. Here's Gallagher. It started and ends with Hathaway. They break it up inside the blue line. Larson makes a great pass to the blue line, which is Dowd coming late. Anthony helping to power Washington's attack tonight with a couple of goals and an assist. Orloff lets it fly. He scores! Off of Johansson, who is setting the screen. Marcus leaks out into the corner, bypass the man for Orlov. Schultz to the front, score! You've seen that all night long. Right side of the screen, got a little bit about number eight there. He got the line. There was a little bit of a rebound. Capitals couldn't gather that in for the second look with the extra man. Montembo has been one busy cat. Deflection here, score! The assist will go to Kuznetsov. Carlson, Kuzi, watch the shot low, and it looked like it hit his right skate boot. So a couple nights after getting blown out by Toronto, Washington returns the favor to Montreal. This one's in the books. 
You see, we got Anna K already on deck. Robbie G is on vacation with the fam down in Texas, probably checking us out. So, uh, what's going on, Robbie? I know you're probably going to chime in if I get a stat wrong or something, because, you know, you're the stat guy, and that's what you do. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> welcome back to episode 267, season 7 of Sports on the Hill podcast on the True Radio Network. We got a live game, uh, probably going to be a high-scoring game between the Capitals and Colorado, who's one of the top teams in the league fighting for the President's Trophy right now. And the Capitals, without playing, without touching the ice yesterday, have officially clinched the playoffs with positioning still pending because there's still seven games to go in the season. They have two games in hand over Pittsburgh and Boston, both there three points behind. Pittsburgh for the third spot in the uh, Metro Division and the first wildcard spot behind Boston. And Boston has the toughest schedule through the rest of the season. So it's going to be very interesting starting off with this game tonight versus Colorado. Then after we finish up Capitals talk, we're going to do a quick Nets talk uh, recap of last week and upcoming schedule because the game got rained out tonight. So we'll be having a doubleheader tomorrow. So I'll go through all of that. It's going to be a quick, short show. Folks, you know, we get an NBA roundtable the week off. So, you know, get ready for playoffs. You know, Wizards aren't involved. So let's figure we give them a week off, come back next week when everything is jumping in the NBA and recap all of the first round stuff and, you know, do what we do. But Anna Kay, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. Doing great for uh, for a rainy Monday. This weather, I tell you. <laughs> I think my eyes pretty much match the sweatshirt. I mean, it's like, yeah. my God, these allergies. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been lucky the last few years that I have, and my allergies haven't really kicked in. I get a runny nose now and again, but yeah, I don't have it as bad as I used to. So I'm glad that I, I'm very thankful for that. But uh, that's good. That's good. And so I'm hoping. Did you have a chance to see these uh, absolutely crazy games from last week? Oh, yes, I saw all three of them. Uh, you know, one of them I didn't really want to watch, but, you know, it, it, I definitely want to talk about that Toronto game. But, yeah, I, I saw all three of the games and uh, highest scoring uh, stretch for the Capitals in a long time. So let's go ahead and break it down. I'm sharing it with some of the groups now, and let's go ahead and recap this, talk about these playoffs that's upcoming, and hopefully talk about some Caps goals in this game versus Colorado because they're just dropping the puck right now. I hope so. I hope so. All right. So the Caps played the Flyers and wow. So we have this 9-2 win that kicks off with the captain scoring his number 46. Um, Oshi getting his ninth. We have then the Flyers scoring um, and then Farabari scoring this beautiful goal, um, which was his eight. And that was just all in the first period. So fast, physical, and they came out hard, which is exactly what we needed. And I'm hoping they're going to do the same tonight against uh, the Avalanche. Uh, second period, Eller gets his 11th, assisted by Mantha and Wilson at 639. And Sherry gets his 17th, name to follow, I promise. Um, at 1530, assisted by Kuzi and Oshi. We are now with a 5-1 lead going into the third. Uh, Irwin gets his first um, with the Capitals, not his first NHL goal, but his first with the Caps uh, this season. Eller, uh, 12th at uh, 5.59, excuse me, Hathaway, his 12th at 12.42. Then we do have one flyer goal come in 
and Larson gets his seventh with the power play goal. And it was a win, 9-2, fantastic way for them to rally. I certainly did not expect it to be um, that high, but I'll take it. And you get the three stars. You have Eller, Larson, and Irwin. You can't ask for anything more. Um, they just came out hard. They came out. That was, you know, we knew we knew this was going to be kind of a tough week. I really didn't expect it to be <laughs> high scoring games all across the board, but this was exciting to see, especially if you're a Capitals fan. Yeah, I pretty much, you know, figured they would handle the Flyers. You know, the Flyers have had some issues this year. They just traded away their best player before the trade deadline. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting to see that many goals go up, but uh, the Cavaliers pretty much imposed their will, you know, did what we saw them do last week. You know, when it was time for them to play, they had the players on their knee. Uh, they've been tightening up, you know, playing better on offense. I'm still uh, seeing some things on defense that needs to be corrected. You know, they're averaging almost four goals, giving up the last uh, couple of weeks. The only advantage is they've been averaging almost six goals a game. So, you know, they're scoring, but when playoff time comes, you can't, you know, expect to get those all the time, those high-scoring games, because you're going to be playing against quality opponents. Philly, you know, they have the issues of goaltending. They have playing defense. They have a young team that they're developing. So, you know, it was definitely good to see the Caps, you know, put up some goals. And I was wary about that going into the next game. Uh, actually, somebody commented on a highlight video, like, why don't they save some of the goals for Toronto? I said, I was thinking the same thing. And unfortunately, uh, when they played Toronto, I wish they would have saved some of those goals for Toronto. But uh, the thing that's interesting is the goalie situation, trying to figure out who's going to take the helm and be number one. And uh looks like that's going to come down to the end of the season also because both, both of the goalies are playing above average, good sometimes and questionable some other times. So uh, this last seven-game stretch is going to be very telling for goalies going in. There was rumors that uh, Lagunette might decide to go with two goalies in the playoffs, which is uh, unheard of. So I'm waiting to see how this is going to uh, – come down to it to see who's going to be the number one goalie going into the playoffs. Yeah. I, and I think when we spoke last week, we were trying to figure out if uh, I thought it would be Vanacek, maybe the first two games, uh, he was flyers and then they wanted to, to flip flop, which was fine. And then as we saw in the Toronto game, they, they had a full Sammy. So uh, it's just uh, kind of craziness altogether. I think the frustration is, is yeah, that inconsistency and you just want one to, like, come on, guys, we got seven games left. Somebody just, you know, take the reins and, and let's do it. But um, can't put it all in the goal, you know, that much. Uh, you want me to jump into that Toronto game? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into that game. All right. Don't want to. We lost, but we'll do it. Uh, so Toronto scores the only two goals in the first. Uh, Carlson gets his 15th at 10.06, but then Toronto manages to score four times in about five minutes. Um, this was... This was cringeworthy. This was uh, your big WTF moment of, are you kidding me? Um, and, but to close out the second, we had a highlight, little my Tommy Wilson. Uh, 1907 gets his 24th, assisted by Eller and Carlson, and we're now 6-2, uh, um, trying to rally too little too late at this point. They didn't come out strong in the first. Uh, we were already down by two, and the least score first in the third. But we do see Nick Dowgett on the board um, with his ninth at 11.58, assisted by TBR and Larson. 
this was this was rough. And if you just simply look statistic wise, um, I'll represent Robbie in this one. Uh, shots on goal. Capitals came out in the first with four. Four. <laughs> that should tell you. Like I, that's, there is nothing else to say. Uh, and it's yeah. Uh, Leafs had 11, then it was 10 and 15 and 11 and six. And when you're in 11 and six, it was, it was too little, too late in that third period, but really four shots on goal in the first period. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Toronto was just playing in a different gear in that, uh, first period they came out ready. We always talk about the, you know, the road team, uh, the first 10 minutes trying to, you know, withstand their push from the crowd and the push they get with being at home. And Toronto was just playing at a different level offensively. They were controlling the tempo. Uh, the Capitals didn't hardly have any zone time, as you mentioned, only four shots in the first period. But it was like Toronto was just, you know, out there playing loose, and the Capitals couldn't even get their four-check game going because they were they were uh, moving so fast. The defensemen were engaging almost every time the puck got into the offensive zone. You had a defenseman coming down, crashing the net. You know they had good rotation. They were crisp. Mm -hmm. They were. They were. They were. They were on point. They were showing why they are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference right now. So it's going to be real interesting, you know, to see how they fare in the uh, postseason this year. You know, they last year they had a decent to, uh, regular season, but didn't do anything in the postseason. So we're going to see right. how that goes this year. And uh, yeah, that that game definitely. Left a bad taste in my mouth, as, uh, as I mentioned about the defense. I mean, you can score all the goals in the world, but you have, have to play defense. You have to play solid in front of your goaltender. You can't leave him out there hanging, you know, hanging and dry. You know, odd man rushes and, you know, turning the puck over in your own zone and the team, you know, getting a shot and score, you know, off of a turnover because you're making a fancy pass or, you know, you're not paying attention to what's going on. So, uh, like I said, in these last seven games, I'm hoping to see some defense. And look like the Capitals are on the board already. Ah, Bernie uh, Hathaway. Yeah, Hathaway with his 14th. Uh, I missed the goal. Uh, I'll definitely be rewinding and checking it out. Uh, it's 14:37 left. Uh, Capitals up one nothing on Colorado, which is a good way to start this game, especially against yes. Colorado because they are definitely a high-powered offense uh, in this uh, in this league. And like I said, they're fighting for the President's Trophy. I believe they still have a two-point lead over Florida, I believe, for the best uh, record in the league, which we all know doesn't really mean anything, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, but I will say just on the random sidebar with the, the Hathaway, I just happened to be watching the um, the pregame show as I was, I was trying to get ready uh, for this one, and uh, they were interviewing Hathaway, and, and he was saying, you know, how fast Colorado is, and they know what they're up against. But if they can come out and score first, it it puts them all in like a, rel you know, it puts them in a good headspace. And uh, good for him. I mean, God, for him getting that first one, he well deserved. He is, he is a consistent player. Him and Nick Dowd, I just love those that line um, and those two. But yeah, Garnet Hathaway is just one. I, I just I like his, um, I just like everything about that guy on the ice. So, oh boy. Yeah, of course, it's got a cheap hooking call. I, I didn't even, I barely saw a hook, but they called <laughs> it. And uh, the Capitals are 10th for the penalty kill. Colorado's third on the power play, so Caps got a... Oh, give me a PK. break. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even see, I didn't even see a hook. <laughs> I don't know, they're going a little soft. 
Come on now. Yeah. All right, I digress. Okay. Here we go. Last game. Look it up at this time frame. Yeah. It gets you. Get. I'm. I'm ready to get you done with everything by like nine forty with everything. Oh yeah. Oh this. Oh yeah. It's definitely going to be a quick show tonight. It's going to be abbreviated. Uh, Samson off with a nice save on the power play. They uh, had a nice passing play, and he was actually actually able to not give up the goal, which I thought it was almost going to happen. But he made a good save. Let's go ahead and get to this Montreal game and look at sure thing. So Saturday, um, the Cavs play the Canadiens. Uh, Dowd scores his first and only goal. Uh, excuse me, first, and it was the only goal. <laughs> Let me rephrase that at uh, twelve twenty-three, assisted by Orloff and Mantha. Um, second period, Montreal scored first, but at 8.03 and 8.37, which uh, this rarely happens, uh, Manta scores twice within, you know, 35 seconds of each other, which is awesome. Uh, Montreal gets uh, on the board at 8.51 and the captain gets number 47. At 15.36, we are now up 4-2 Capitals. Uh, the Canadians scored first in the third at 2.22, but then we have Hathaway getting his 13th at 3.08. Orloff getting number 12 at 4.30. Schultz, number three at 9.50 with the power play goal. And we're not quite done yet. We knew uh, Suzuki was going to be one to keep an eye out for on the on Montreal. Definitely a fantastic player on that team. And he does score at, at 14.53. But then we have Oshi with a power play goal at 16.35 for an 8-4 win. Um, Oh, there looks like a little. Yeah, things got a little physical. A little tantrum on the on the ice there. That's yeah. why I like Hathaway. He's always like great in it. Yeah, and like uh, Mantha, like he's a beast. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Mantha. so the first two stars, Mantha and Orlov, well, um, well earned. And I will say when we when we did talk about that Toronto game, and you were talking about the defensive line, um, that was without Orlov, and there, that really did seem to be, uh, you know, a huge miss a missing piece um for those guys so and i don't say that often about our number nine but uh he was truly missed in that toronto game for sure and redeemed himself in the in the canadians game yeah definitely agree i gave him a shout out last week said that he's definitely been playing the best hockey of his career and uh yeah he was definitely missed in that toronto game because yeah it, it was it was bad but uh <laughs> yeah, it, it was good to see him bounce back against, like I say, Montreal, which is one of the, you know, weaker teams in the league right now. So it was good to see this game with them having the lead. They killed the penalty off. Uh, it's 11.45 left in the first. They're up one nothing. Looks like it's about to be an icing. Yeah, Colorado just iced the puck. So now the Caps can change. Five shots apiece for both teams. For the Caps, you know, six shots for the Colorado, five for the Capitals. The difference is the Capitals got one in the net. Uh, for the Montreal game, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it, it's what I figured it would be. You know, Montreal isn't that good. You know, they have some young guys out there, injured players, and I figured the Caps would pretty much impose their will. I wasn't expecting, you know, eight goals, but, you know, we'll take them. And uh, like right. I was trying to get ready for the postseason. Uh, still didn't like giving up four goals, especially to a weaker opponent. Like I said, they average giving up about four a game. So uh, if they can take that step forward tonight against this high-power Colorado team and give up maybe one or none or maybe two or three at the most and try to start locking this defense down, 
That'll be a good sign, you know, going uh-huh. into the playoffs when you're going against one of these high-powered teams and one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I'm thinking this is going to be a low-scoring game. That's just kind of kind of my gut, just because of how these guys are playing uh, right now. Um, it's just it's just crazy, but it's exciting. I love you. Got to love this this uh, you know this drive that everybody and the adrenaline that gets going in these games. So it is uh, it is fun to watch. But man, Colorado. But I do think Montreal is going to be like Gil and I talked about this. It's going to be a team to watch. Absolutely. They've got, they've got potential on that team. Certainly not this year, but next year, um, and the next year or so seasons, I should say, um, they're going to be ones to watch for sure. But yeah, and now we're, and now we're, uh, here, Colorado, 55, 14 and six. We've already, we're watching it right now. We knew they were going to come out fast. We knew that they were going to be, uh, they're going to be ready. This is, to be this i think this is going to really set the week for the for the capitals because um then they on wednesday had to vegas to play the knights mm-hmm. um another team to keep your eye out for i mean they're 41 30 and 5 so not certainly not out of it um but they've had their bumps in the road certainly uh recently so that's gonna we knew that was gonna happen then they're closing out friday at arizona Terrible, terrible record, 22, 48, and 5. Um, but they'll see Phil Kessel, so maybe things will change. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, this game is definitely uh, going to be a, a good barometer for how this week is going to go. Vegas is uh, fighting for their playoff life. I believe they uh, have the second wild card spot. They're playing Vancouver tonight, who I believe are two or three points behind them for that spot. So that's going to be a huge game for them tonight. And then they have uh, the Capitals coming in on Wednesday. Uh, that's definitely going to be a motivating factor for them, you know, trying to get into the playoffs and clinch their spot. Because that last spot, in, unlike the East, that the Capitals have pretty much been locked in that eighth spot for a few months now. With the uh-huh. uh, West, it's uh, not that easy and not that simple because uh, they're going to go come down to the last game of the season, most likely. Um, then the Coyotes game, you know, it is what it is. You know, they pretty much uh-huh. yeah, this should be, I hope, you know, another Philadelphia or Montreal type of game. You know, they shut them down early and score some goals and take their will. So it's really nothing else to worry about in the third period. And then on Sunday, they uh, have Toronto. Uh, uh, Toronto coming into town. Hopefully they can uh, get some revenge back for that 73-7-3 loss we took this past week. And uh, that'll round out the week that was – I mean, the upcoming week, and then they have three games remaining versus the Islanders on, uh, that'll be next Tuesday uh, at the Islanders, which will be Thursday, and at New Uh York to finish up the season. And is it still a possibility if uh, they move up to the number three spot that they'll be playing the Rangers possibly Uh in the first round? And you know, well, that's definitely going to be a huge series, especially with the Tom yeah. Wilson factor. And the fact that the Rangers have played some good hockey this year, they, uh, you know, they're in second place or third place trying to hold on to their position. So, yeah, it's coming down to the wire, and it's going to be real interesting to see how things fall out. And then next thing you know, playoffs right around the corner. That's it. That's it. And it's, it's definitely uh... – for me, it's it's all coincides with the end of the school year, so it's all a great time of year for me because <laughs> I'm like, yep, it helps me get through 
uh, the school year. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping um, these boys can play tough. They they definitely need to start off with a win. If they if they beat Colorado tonight, um, God, that's just so good for their head game. And I'm I'll be excited to see you know what happens. Um, and then yeah, and then you know they rally and. Uh, that Toronto games out, that's going to be huge too. I think he said like redeem themselves, but it's at home. You know, let's see what happens. Bring it back here. Yeah, they definitely got to get better uh, at home. Cause uh, yeah, we haven't been as impressive. We are the best road team in the league, but unfortunately uh, our home record isn't as what we're used to. So hopefully they can get back to some winning ways. At home, you know, I always mention that when they won the cup, they clinched all of the rounds on the road, which is cool. But, yeah. you know, sometimes you want to have a quick series. And if you can close it out at home in four, when you got a two nothing lead, let's go ahead and do that. But uh, I can't wait Ooh. for the playoffs to start. Uh, Capitals up still one nothing, nine thirty left in the first. Uh, they just iced the puck. So it's coming back to their zone for another face off. But. Uh, I like the way they've come out against Colorado because they're a high-scoring team. So, I mean, they're playing some defense. They killed off a penalty already, and they got the first goal. So, that's the recipe for a road win. So, hopefully, they can do that and keep it going. And uh, we'll be talking about a, a victory next week. We'll be doing a recap when everyone's back from their taking a little vacation and such. And Anna? Yes, they are. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. I feel like I got to live vicariously through um... – all the little little gross kiddos because um, they always look like they're having a fantastic time as they should. But man, I just want to go in their suitcase next time. <laughs> hey, Zara's not even six months. She had been on the plane more than I have in the last five <laughs> years. So, hey, I wish I could. I assume hopefully next month I'll be taking a vacation, working on some things. Oh, I might be good. Down, yeah, I might get down and shoot down to Tennessee or something. If you watched the show last night, so we had some. Uh, some uh, nice spirits that uh, our co-host brought back from Tennessee, some whiskey and some moonshine. Uh, she told us about some distilleries that, uh, yeah, they, they make they make it a point to make sure you uh, you leave stumbling and walking a little sideways. <laughs> I had moonshine once, and um, wow, it, it certainly lives up to its name. Mm -hmm. It was uh, and it was a, a toast at a wedding, and I was in the wedding party, so you know you got to. Come on now, can't say no. Uh, but boy, these guys—they uh, made it in um, the back country of Georgia and uh, brought it down to Key West. And boy, I could see how it could make people um, mm -hmm. <laughs> quite altered. Oh, yeah. Moonshine is a beautiful thing. Just got to know what you're getting into. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's it on on this end. And I'm going to go watch the game. And I hope you have a quick. Fantastic rest of the show, and um, we'll see you, I guess, next week during the um, the Toronto game. I don't know. Which, I think it's at seven. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's at or seven. is it an early? Yeah, I think it's at is seven. it at seven or is it an early game? Uh, uh, schedule. Let's see, Toronto is well. That's actually a Sunday game. Oh, it's a Sunday game, right? Yeah, Sunday Never mind. Game. And that's at seven o'clock. So I got a late game on Sunday because they play at Phoenix. Uh, Friday at ten thirty, and Golden Knights Wednesday at ten o'clock. So uh, yeah, that'll be a. That's brutal. I don't. I'll have to watch the highlights. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might have to DVR. I'll probably watch the first period, maybe the first and a half, and next thing I know, I'll probably be asleep. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Well, it was great to see you. Have a great rest of the night, and I will see you in a week. All right. See you next week. Appreciate you taking. All right. Time take care. Week. Hope you feel better with the allergies. I <laughs> know. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Right. Bye. -bye.
right, yeah, as always, we appreciate Anna taking the time out. Uh, as I said, I gave the NBA roundtable tonight off, so that means Brian uh, is also off. You know, he's our baseball guy. So I'm just going to go ahead and give a quick rundown of the uh, recap of the past week and then look at the upcoming schedule, talk about the USFL a little bit, and then uh, play some videos and get on up out of here. Uh, the Nats are uh, currently sitting 4-7. and seven. As I mentioned, they uh, had a game tonight against Arizona. Uh, they postponed it due to they knew the weather was coming in, so it's going to be a doubleheader tomorrow. I'll get into the schedule later on. Uh, recap the week. They had a three-game series versus the defending World Series champs, Atlanta Braves. They won two out of three. First game was 11-2 victory. Uh, Josh Rogers earned his first win of the season, going five and a third, giving up two hits, one run, three strikeouts with two walks. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this dude's first name, but his last name is spelled Y-N-O-A, Noah, I'm thinking. Uh, he's 0-1, uh, he went three innings, giving up seven hits, five runs, four strikeouts with two walks. Uh, in the top of the third, Bell. Lane Thomas and Franco all had RBI singles. The top of the seventh, Thomas had an RBI single. Top of the eighth, Bell, Franco, and Robles had RBI singles. Uh, Michael Franco went four for five with five RBIs and an 11 to two victory. Uh, the second game was a blowout on the other side. Atlanta won 16 to four. Uh, Bryce Elder uh, earned his first victory of the season. He went. Five and two-thirds, giving up six hits, three runs with four strikeouts and no walks. Uh, Patrick Corbin dropped to 0-2, only going two and two-thirds, giving up nine hits, six earned runs with three strikeouts and three walks. And Jackson Stevens earned the save his first of the year. He went three innings, giving up three hits, one run with four strikeouts and one walk. At uh, the top of the first, Josh Bell had an RBI single. Top of the six, uh... Bell and Soto went back-to-back -back home runs. And in the top of the ninth, Franco had an RBI single uh, for the four to account for the four runs for the Nats that night. Uh, in the last game of the series, uh, excuse me, to see who will win the series, the first series against the NL East opponent, and the Nats come out on top three to one. Uh, Josiah Gray put him at one, took the, earned the victory, which put him at one and one. He uh, went five innings, giving up one hit, no runs, with five strikeouts and three walks. Max Free took the loss. That dropped him to 0-2. He went five and a third, giving up seven hits, three runs. Two of those earned with four strikeouts and no walks. And Tanner Rainey earned his second save of the season, going one inning, giving up one hit with no runs, giving up one strikeout and no walks. Uh, top of the first, Bell and Lane Thomas both had RBIs. RBI singles, I'm sorry. And in the top of the six, Lane Thomas had an RBI single also to account for the three runs. Uh, it was a good series against the Braves. You know, to jump out there and win the first game 11-2 was great. Then to get blown out in the second game and just Corbin, uh, I don't know, you know, ever since last year, he's he just hasn't looked like he was. And I know that the World Series year was a great year, but he hasn't. That, that slider hasn't been, you know, on point like it normally is. His uh, fastball has been been up. That's why he's been giving up so many hits and runs. 
and you know he's going two and a third, and he's you know one of the veteran guys when considered one of the you know especially with Strasburg not in the lineup right now. You know we should be able to lean on him for a strong start. You know at least a productive start, and you know hopefully some victory. Last year I think he was what, like nine and seventeen or something like that. So. Uh, we definitely going to need him to figure out what's going on and get it together on the mound because uh, definitely going to need his leadership in his pitching to, uh, you know, get through this long season. Uh, and the next series was against Pittsburgh. I made a mistake of saying that this, you know, after this series, the Nats should be above 500. And lo and behold, the Pittsburgh Pirates took three out of four against the Nats. So, yeah, definitely wasn't expecting that, but it happens. You know, the Pittsburgh, they uh, took advantage of the mistakes the Nats made and, you know, got timely hitting and quality pitching when they needed it. And they were able to win three out of four from the Nats. And uh, Capitals still up one nothing. Colorado just had a nice uh, scoring chance, but they were able to clear the puck to get down in the offensive zone and then got cleared back out. So Capitals still up one nothing, 5.30 left in the first period. Uh, the first game of the Pittsburgh series was a 9-4 loss. Uh, Contreras for Pittsburgh earned his first victory of the season, going three innings, giving one hit, no runs, five strikeouts, and one walk. Uh, Joanna Dome dropped to 0-2 for the Nats. He went four and two-thirds, giving him nine hits, six earned runs, with five strikeouts and three walks. Uh, top of the first, Ruiz. Had an RBI single, and Hernandez had a two RBI single. And uh, Franco had a sacrifice fly in the top of the fifth to account for the four runs for the Nats. Uh, unfortunately, Nats had a lead, and Pittsburgh took advantage of the bullpen and the starting pitcher. They got six runs off of him and four and two-thirds. So, yeah, I'm thinking... I would rather see Paulo Espino as a starter than this guy Dome, because whenever he's on in there, it hasn't been pretty at all. Uh, the second game of the series, the only win for the Nats was a 7-2 win. Uh, Eric Fetty was very impressive, earning his first victory of the season, going uh, five innings, giving up four hits, two runs with six strikeouts and two walks. Uh, Mike Keller took the loss. That dropped him to 0-2. He went three and two-thirds, giving up seven hits, four runs with four strikeouts and three walks. And uh, the top of the first, Cruz and Josh Bell had RBI singles. Top of the second, Cruz had another RBI single. Top of the fourth, uh, Cruz had a, I mean, I'm sorry, Bell had a RBI ground out. Top of the fifth, Lane Thomas had an RBI double. And the top of the sixth, Josh Bell had a two RBI single to account for all seven runs for the Nets. And the lone victory of that series against Pittsburgh. Game three uh, was a six to four loss. Uh, Dylan Peters earned his second victory of the season for Pittsburgh. He went uh, two innings, giving up no hits, no runs, no strikeouts, and two walks. Uh, Josh Rogers dropped a one and one, going uh, going four and a third, giving up six hits, three runs, two strikeouts, and two walks. Top of the second, Escobar had an RBI double. Top of the fifth, uh, Juan Solo made a solo home run. And at the top of the ninth, Josh Bell and Ruiz both had RBI singles trying to get the comeback in effect. But unfortunately, it came up short. They took the loss 6-4. to four. 
And the last game of the series was a 5-3 loss. Jamie Lonnerman. All right, well, it's 5-3 loss. Heath Hembrin earned his first victory going one and one third, giving up one hit, no runs, and one strikeout and one walk. Uh, Steve Ciszek took the loss for the Nats going one third of an inning, giving up three hits, three earned runs, no strikeouts, no walks. And save to David Bernard, uh, his first of the season going one inning, giving up no hits, no runs, and one strikeout and one walk. Uh, top of the second, Adams. And Robles had RBIs. Uh, Robles had a two-RBI, two-run RBI single to account for the three Nats runs. Uh, the bullpen once again faltered and uh, gave up the lead, and therefore dropping the Nats to four and seven on the season. Uh, upcoming games, as I mentioned, Arizona was supposed to be a seven o'clock start tonight, but unfortunately, due to the weather, they uh, postponed the game early. So there's a doubleheader tomorrow. A uh, 105 start and a 605 start. Wednesday is a 705 start and Thursday is a 405 start. Then the Nets have San Francisco coming to town, who's currently 72. Uh, Friday is a 705 start. Saturday is a 105 start and Sunday is a 105 start. So uh, hopefully against Arizona, the Nets can get it together. Maybe win three out of four against them. To get uh, you know closer to 500, and San Francisco starting the season off pretty much where they left off last year. Solid pitching, quality defense, and offense when needed. So, excuse me, it's going to be a interesting season for the Nationals. Uh, I'm not writing them off as some people have already, and you know I don't know what to expect from the squad. You know it's early, it's a long season, and we want to see how things pan out. You know, remember 2019. When it was uh, 1931, when they found a way to come back and do the whole thing and win the damn thing. And unfortunately, the Catholics gave up a goal. 2.55 left in the first down time, 1 1. I was hoping they would get out the first period without giving up a goal. But as I mentioned, Colorado has a high powered offense, and you know, sometimes they can score at will. Looks like the team had solid coverage, they had three men back. Got it from the got it from the circle, and unfortunately, Samson off. Uh, I don't see why he couldn't have had that. It was a he was I couldn't even say he was partially screened by Jensen. Jensen was in front of him, but to off to the side from where the player was. That's that's what I say about Samson off. Some of those goals just seem like weak goals given up, and I feel like we should have had that one. This would still be a one nothing game. Uh, there's a pause in action. Are they challenging? Um, are they challenging? Maybe it was offside. Nope. Uh, it's tied 1 1, 250 left in the first period. Caps looking to get the lead back. Hopefully, a late goal in the first always helps swing momentum. Because if we had a collision at the blue line, was it offside? Yeah, look, they made the play offside. All right. But uh, yeah, the net season is just underway. You know, we got some things, you know, to work on. Strasburg still hasn't, you know. Made it to the lineup, so we hopefully still have that in the back pocket. He'll be hopefully healthy and coming back soon to add to that rotation to help things uh, on along those lines. Uh, they have a young infield and young players on the team. Uh, I watched the games this weekend against Pittsburgh, and like they're pressing a little bit at the plate. They're over aggressive, swinging early, 
but you expect that from, you know, younger players that don't have the patience and, you know, don't have the eye for the ball like the veterans do. But that's one thing that I've been noticing in the early game, early season, that, uh, like, they're pressing. They're trying to make something happen, not being patient. Uh, a couple of times in the Pittsburgh series, they had a pitcher on the ropes, you know, two men on, one out, two men on, no out. And instead of, you know, when the pitcher had an issue with the plate walking folks, he, uh, you know, you got to make him make the pitch. You don't want to bail him out by swinging early up, trying to be over-aggressive. Uh, it looks like one of the Colorado players is injured, rolling to the boards. Um, and the Mojo was fighting for the puck. Didn't look like it was anything intentional, but uh, he's getting up kind of slow. That's that McKinnon. That's one of their big guys, I think. That's McKinnon. But uh, nothing dirty, no penalty call. So let's see, still 2-10 left in the first. Uh, neutral zone, face off, Caps win it, get it back to their zone, looking for Fleer and get down and try to get some points. Points, get some goals, I'm sorry. Watching basketball, hockey, and football. I mean, basketball, hockey, and wrestling all at the same time. Uh, and on that note, uh, I guess I'll finish up talking about the USFL. I mentioned it a little bit last night on at the bar radio every Sunday night around six o'clock. Uh, it's definitely an interesting league. Uh, the Houston Gamblers, I was watching them against the Michigan Panthers. And that uh, Houston defense is, uh, that defensive front is no joke. That's the way I wish the Washington Commanders defensive front would look like. I'm hoping uh might send a little clip to Jack Del Rio's uh, social media account for him to check out some of the things Houston is doing. They had a defensive touchdown, almost had a safety. Um, they were all over the place. They had a linebacker that was an ex-MMA fighter that was just all over the place making plays. He actually had a 90-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown to start off the scoring in that game. And uh, I like some of the camera angles. They actually have a like a basically like a running back cam where they have a helmet cam on the running back so you can see him trying to get through the holes and the different angles and stuff like that. Uh, when they punt the ball, they have a different view when you actually see the ball going in the air and the guys, you know, getting underneath of it. So uh, definitely liking what I see from the USFL so far. I believe it's, uh, you know, just the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So make sure you check it out. I'm not sure if DC is going to get a team or how long it's going to last. You know, we got the defenders with the XFL. So hopefully we can get something going and get another football team in the area because I was definitely loving covering the Valor and the Defenders when they were in existence. And hopefully uh, we'll be getting another team, another football team to be covering soon to bring you this great DC sports coverage like we always do. And make sure you go check out the website, sportsothp.com for all of our content, all of our videos, all of our podcasts and partners at Sports OTHP Apparel Live. Uh, you go, go top some gear to help support the movement. Um, like I say, I'm always working on making the show and the network better. Working on, like I say, getting the big names for season seven. Still, you know, working on it. Sometimes these things take time, so stay tuned. Uh, make sure you check out my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash Carol Porter the Third, all one line, phrase, sentence, whatever you want to say, not the number three. Capital I, three times. Uh, if you're also in the market for vehicles, come uh, check me out down at Wardall Pond, the 2450 Crane Highway. New, used, pre-owned, certified, whatever you're looking for. New credit, no credit, bad credit. Give us a chance to earn your business. We got some nice vehicles out there. 
you know, some folks looking for some cars. So make sure you hit me up. Check out the website. Inbox me. You know how to get in touch. Uh, and on that note, I'm about to get out of here at the end of the first period. Tied up 1-1. Colorado Capitals. Appreciate y'all checking us out as always. Appreciate Anna coming on. Anybody that uh questions, comments, make sure you hit us up. Uh, that's what we do. Tune in Thursday night around 9 o'clock for our Washington Commanders pre-draft and off-season special where I have Dujan on. We'll be looking at some of the prospects that the team could be looking at at that number 11 pick and we'll go over some of the free agent signings and re-signings that the team has made and some of the folks that are no longer with the team. As always, bringing you the best sports coverage around. DC Sports about the politics. It's not just a catchphrase. It's not just a motto. It's what we do. CP3 live from the lab, and I'm out.
lab. Many can copy us, but none can duplicate us. DJ Jules. Young nigga, please understand, people gonna change. The key is not to be one of those niggas. Everything changes under the motherfucking sun. Trade hustles, nigga, not your morals. High fit. Everybody changed, though. Friends ain't my same woman. My bitches ain't my time. Everybody changed on me, they ain't the same homies My ex bitch did the same, she ain't the same homie Left her in the past, she won't leave me alone She see money on my mind, she can't leave me alone I'ma keep going till I pass y'all See the ops all in traffic, then I lay it off There they go, if they see me, they gon' flare it off I do the dash all in traffic, four in with the head off See, I ain't never been scared of y'all I've been getting money since I was night tall. Been jumped off the porch, y'all. Dead smack in the middle of the street, y'all. Ready for war. Cock and aim and said he want more. Boys, you sure? Cause all my niggas ready for war. Carry the torch. Ever since I left off the porch. Jump in the porch. And ride out like I hopped on a horse. Rich place, life never lasts. Yeah, them niggas rule. I have them niggas trash. I ain't never. Hey, I'm another man. 
They ain't the same homies. My ex bitch did the same, she ain't the same homies. Left her in the past, she won't leave me alone. She see money on my mind, she can't leave me alone. I I I'ma keep going till I pass y'all. See the ops all in traffic, then I lay it off. There they go, if they see me, they gon' flay it off. I do the dash all in traffic, four years with the head If 
few years ago, I told myself I'd be the next big thing in the industry. See, the game is simple. Life has its way to show us that anything is possible. <laughs> the power of the tongue, which has the ability to be detrimental or beneficial. Was it beneficial? I'll leave that one up to y'all. This is my story from me to you. Listening to the song right now, I'm speaking specifically to you. I want to give you my testimony, I'll tell you a little bit about myself, <laughs> if you don't mind. Coming from nothing, but a little struggle with pain. Uh, crazy how we can all turn around for you and change. Uh, I done seen a lot of things in the street, one danger to me. Hustling with them niggas that was no good for me. But I never gave up, ten toes prayed up. Thinking about the nights when the opposition got sprayed up. Trying to see a sunny day, all I get is rainy days. Screaming free my dogs and the loved ones who ain't here today. Yeah, I miss you, wanna kiss you, wanna hug you and hold you, won't forget you All my life I've been misunderstood, just a little nigga tryna get up out the hood And this thing we call poverty, but that's all inside of me Used to cry myself to sleep, but strong I gotta be Now I'm on TV, I done made it out the street Troubled child turned his dreams to reality See, I knew that I would get there all along Listen to the words of the song This is my story Street, man, I never forget they told us we was bad, always getting in some shit, breaking windows from throwing rocks, but we was just being kids and smoking at the park, coming in after dark, rolling with them, thug niggas, reckless with no heart, sexing on them, hood rats addicted from the start, trapping and catching cases, ghetto life is so hard, coming from a broken home, left me all alone, neglected as a child with nothing to call my own, but now that I'm good, now that I'm paid, I'm shining, everything is okay.